Well, hello and welcome to another podcast with me, Troy Francis. It is, what time is it? 10.30 in the UK on Monday the 27th of January. And so I'm a little bit late uh, recording the show for you guys today and putting it out. So apologies for that. But uh, it's been a bit of a, a mental day. I've been working on some stuff which I've had to get sorted out and then I had to go into the city, into the city centre, the seedy heart of darkness of Soho in order to meet up with a friend who's in town for a, a little while. And then I came back to record this wonderful show for you guys before hitting the sack, as we like to say. And today, what I'm going to talk about is why should you study social dynamics at all? Why should you study the sexual marketplace? Why is this stuff really of any interest uh, before I do, just a quick plug for my books. I've got 11 books out in a bundle of PDFs, which is called Renegade Dating Blueprint. It's only $39 at the moment. So if you're interested in my thoughts on uh, dating, sex, game, how to get it and all of that good stuff, then do hit the link below. Uh, and also do remember to hit subscribe to this channel and give me a like as well. Finally, if you want to get on board with my daily email, which you really should because it's awesome. There is also a link below for that uh, free article to your inbox every Monday to Friday. But anyway, um, after lots and lots of people complaining bitterly about my intros being too long, I want to crack right into it now. So let's get going. So why study dating? Why study the sexual marketplace? What is so interesting about this? And this is a topic that I've wanted to address on the channel for a little while anyway, but uh, it was also brought to mind by the fact that somebody, a couple of people actually have commented after we've done Rule Zero episodes, both on my channel, which it was on <coughs> my channel on Saturday, but also on other people's channels, you would always get some guy, some smart ass who will come in and say, oh, you know, these guys, they, they need to stop talking about this manosphere stuff. They need to stop, stop talking about this intersexual dynamic stuff. Um, you know, why don't they take a break or why don't they move on to something else? Blah, blah, blah. And that always seems to me to be a rather unusual thing to say since you're listening to a show that is dedicated to understanding sexual dynamics, social dynamics, and the sexual marketplace. It's a bit like saying to the anchor of a news, uh, sorry, of a sports program oh, why don't you stop talking about that sports stuff? It's a bit boring. Why don't you take a break or, or do something else? Well, no. The sports program is there to talk about sports in the same way that Rule Zero and other shows like that are there to talk about um, gender dynamics, dynamics between the sexes, dating, the sexual marketplace and all of that stuff, the red pill, if you like. Um, that is what its function is. So if you don't want to hear about those topics, then that's completely within your gift but at the same time, you should probably be listening to a different show because there's no point in telling a leopard not to have spots. The leopard has got spots. If you don't like it, then, well, you're probably going to get eaten by a leopard. I'm not saying that would happen in the case of uh, Rule Zero or this channel, but you know what I mean. It's a bit of a category error in a way to say to people making a show about something, don't make the show about that thing because that is what the show is about. But anyway, rant over. Uh, that got me to thinking about... This whole issue. And, you know, guys will say things like, oh, you know, <clears throat> why are you so interested in this stuff? It, haven't you got anything else going on? People will also say, 
it's all been done before. It's all been talked about already. Is there nothing else that you can talk about? Can you not expand the subject area? Um, and people will say things like, you know, haters will say things like, well, isn't it time you grew out of all this stuff and you went and, you know, did something else instead? And, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, of course. Um, but here's what I think. Firstly, I think that relationships, the way that we relate to one another, is of such monumental importance in people's lives that this is a topic that's never really going to get old. I mean, I still find it absolutely fascinating to find out about dating, how other people operate in the sexual marketplace, even after all of this time, even after having studied this stuff for 15 or 16 years, I still find it fascinating. So this week, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Tristan Tate on the channel. We're going to be having a, a chat. Uh, Tristan Tate, <clears throat> if you don't know, is one of the infamous Tate brothers. I interviewed Andrew about a year ago. I'm going to speak to his brother, Tristan, um, on Thursday. And he is an elite-level playboy, let's say. He uh, runs a very successful business based out of Romania. Uh, he meets lots of women as a part of that business and also in his travels because him and his brother uh, travel a lot around the world and they are you know successful they're very rich they're multi-millionaires this guy has a blue check instagram account with i forget how many followers but he's got a hell of a lot of followers uh he was a kickboxing champion athlete tall well built good looking all of this kind of thing so what does all of that mean well it means that he, as a matter of course, just as a matter of his career and the way that he is, gets access to, I suppose, the highest echelons of the sexual marketplace, if you like. But he also gets to see, on a global scale, or, or at least as far as he travels, he gets to see and understand a bit about how the dating market operates internationally, and he, he gets to see it as a guy at the very top of the tree. Now, whether you like him or not is, is sort of secondary here. I mean, he is a guy who is clearly um, a fine specimen as far as the girls are concerned. And so that means he's getting a very uh, insider view, if you like. And I, I think it's absolutely fascinating to have a conversation with somebody like that, because what he's going to be able to provide is a sort of a, a look behind the curtain, if you like. And I said on Twitter earlier, if you imagine the guy that got married, at, maybe he was a bit of a player in his early 20s, learned a bit about, about dating, about game, approached some girls, got into some, you know, had some fun, had some one night stands, some concurrent uh, non-monogamous relationships and things like that. And then in his sort of mid to late 20s, he threw in the towel met a girl that he liked, got married, that guy might be able to teach you a little bit about his experience, but he's not going to be able to give you the depth of insight that somebody like a Tristan Tate is going to be able to give you. And so that's what I've always aimed to do, both on this channel, but also in my writings as well. And if you read even something like um, How to Be an Arsehole, which I published, it's going back a couple of years now, 
and, and my books previous to that, going back all the way to Seven Laws of Seduction, what you'll find is that I often will refer not only to my own experiences, but also to the experiences of other people. And the other people that I tend to reference are guys who, to be frank, are chads or naturals in the dating world. These aren't guys who are creating content like this. These aren't guys who are um, making blogs or podcasts or, or videos about this stuff. These are guys that are just going out there and doing it because it comes naturally to them. And the reason that I think it's important to talk to these guys is because they don't always want to make content about it themselves or in some cases they're perhaps not very good at creating content or it's just not their their thing and so I think it's valuable for myself and, and but mainly for you guys that I you know I'm able to bring you insights from these people and I'm able to interpret them for you because <clears throat> as I say Think about the benefit that somebody who's an elite player in that space can bring to the table as opposed to some dude who is barely past 30 himself and doesn't really have an enormous amount of experience other than getting wiped up when he was, frankly, probably a bit too young to, to do so. Mm. Nice drink of soda water there. So, um, so yeah, so I'll be interviewing Tristan later in the week. But I mentioned that because I think it illustrates this wider point, which is that this study, and it, and it is a study, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's almost a sociological interest that I have, a psychosociological interest, let's say, in dating dynamics globally. This study of that, of that field is, in my view, ever fascinating and let's face it, ever-changing. Because when I first came into this space, which was back in, I suppose, 2004, 2005, I always tell the same story. Basically, when the game came out, that coincided with the rise of online forums, blogs, uh, things of that nature. And then later, we got YouTube and uh, uh, podcasts and, and so on. Um, but when I got into this space, the, the landscape was very, very different in terms of dating, even though it was only 15 years ago. We're not talking 100 years ago. It was a decade and a bit ago, decade and a half ago. Um, and there was no Instagram. There was no Facebook at that time. There was uh, no instant messaging. There wasn't anything like WhatsApp. There was no Tinder. You know, online dating really was in its infancy. This is a radically, radically different uh, ball game to where we're to, to the one in which we are playing now. And so, if that happened in those fifteen years, do you think the next fifteen years are going to be static? Do you think that we've now reached peak modernity and that's it? And now we're just going to have reiterations of Tinder, just updates of Tinder. Instagram's going to reboot itself every couple of years, and that's going to be it. You know, do you think that we've reached the end of history? Well, no, of course we haven't. And, and if anything, I think the reality is, or my prediction, is that things are going to move faster and change even more profoundly, even in the next five years, than they have in those whole last 15 years combined. And that is why shows like Rule Zero exist. That is why channels like Ryan Stone's exist or Rolo Tomasi's Rational Mail or Rich Cooper's channel or John Modern Life Dating or any of us. The reason that we create this content and we put this content out is because 
this is a dynamic subject matter. This isn't a subject matter that is finished. Somebody said, maybe it was in one of the comments on Rule Zero, or perhaps it was on Twitter, but somebody said the other day, oh, you know, isn't this, this enough of all of this stuff? Um, women aren't that difficult to figure out. Well, yes, that's true. There are certain psychological truths, if you like. There are certain dynamics that occur in dating, uh, in relationships between men and women that are um, that don't have infinite variations, let's say. Although, they, I mean, at the same time, they kind of do because obviously every individual is different. Uh, nothing is ever quite the same depending on the, on the, the people involved. But, you know, um, yes, there are certain dynamics that are known to us um, that have probably been explored uh, to, to a significant degree. But that doesn't mean that they're not changing as a result of these changes in the marketplace that we are, that we are seeing um, and these changes in technology and these changes in the way that human beings interact and, and, and relate to one another. And so the value of this as an area of study and the value of the content about it is that it's documenting that and it is explicating it. And you've got guys like myself, like John in Tokyo, who are out there experiencing the real world, out there working with clients, out there researching this stuff the whole time, who are bringing you or bringing the audience real insights from the streets, from other guys in the, in the, in the same um, field, and presenting it to you in an easily digestible form. And all I can say is that for myself, when I was a bit younger, I really wish that same level of material, that same level of information had been available. In fact, to be honest, if any information had been available, I didn't have any of this stuff throughout all of my 20s. And for that reason, uh, what happened in my 20s? Well, I ended up in a very bad relationship with a completely unsuitable girl that was disastrous that went on for far, far, far too long, uh, about four, four and a half years, because I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't know that it should have ended probably after about a couple of years. And on top of that, I then got into things improved, I suppose, actually, after I became single. And I, I started to really hit the, the clubs and things in, in Manchester and to meet new girls and I had a lot of wild times up there I had a lot of adventures but it was very untutored you know I didn't really know what I was doing and if I'd have had just a, a like a tenth of the material that's available now just by going onto YouTube I would have had a very 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 different experience in those years and probably a much more enjoyable I don't want to say enjoyable um, a, a much more fruitful experience let's say because as I say I, I didn't know what I was doing in terms of game. So I didn't know. I mean, all, the only thing that I was good at was approaching, mass approaching. That's all I knew. And to be fair to my younger self, even though I'd never read a book on dating dynamics in my life, and there was no such thing as coaches or anything in those days, it was, you know, um, it just unheard of. I, um, I did pretty well, you know, but I did pretty well because I was very persistent and relentless. And I just went to the club and chatted up every girl in the place until finally I would 
you know, get some sort of results. And so that persistence and that horniness, uh, frankly, kind of saw me through. But if I'd have been if I'd have had some instruction, if I'd have known what I was doing, if I'd have known some some techniques and some mindsets, then things would have been very, very different, exponentially different. Uh, and also, I lacked any knowledge in the in the I suppose the, the the theoretical background. I lacked any knowledge in how dating dynamics and relationships really worked. I mean, yes, there were things like problem pages where in newspapers and magazines where you could write in and say, oh, I've got this problem with my girlfriend, what do I do? But of course, for a start, the people answering those questions were usually female. So the uh, information was coming from a very specific angle. And secondly, it was an incredibly uncool thing to do. I wouldn't be writing into a problem page or anything. I mean, I used to read the the, the, the answers sometimes. But, um, you know, it, there wasn't any sort of, it wasn't like now, where if you've got a situation going on, you can kind of go onto Reddit and post a, uh, you know, post a description of what's happening and then get like 100 replies um, from, from guys in the same hour. It's just not, you know, what we've got now, in, with this ability to swap notes, as they say, is incredible. And yeah, I mean, I really wish I'd have had it. I'd have had it then. So, in, so really, um, my, as a decade, my twenties were suboptimal in some ways. Now, I don't regret anything. I don't want to go back and change it, even if I could, uh, because that's not the way to view life. And I had a great time still, and it was it was good. But the truth is, it could have been. It could have been better. I could have avoided a lot of mess ups and I could have probably had a lot more fun or, or, or some more fun anyway um, if I'd have applied this knowledge. And so that's why this knowledge is, is, is important. And that's why uh, there's this drive to for some of us to create content around it so that we can help other dudes in, in that same situation. But as I say, you have to remember as well that things are now changing very fast. I mean, things changed in the last... Uh, Okay, so let's say between my between the ages of uh, when I was twenty and thirty, between that ten years, things in the dating scene didn't really change very much. You know, I mean, clubs started to become a bigger thing. Uh, I started going to nightclubs. That was that changed it for me a bit. But clubs have been around before. Things hadn't changed significantly in the sort of probably even the nineties, maybe even the eighties. You know, things haven't really changed very significantly in that 30 year period as far as dating was concerned as far as meeting girls was concerned you would just go to the the bar or the club or the lounge or whatever it was and have a few drinks and go and try and talk to some girls there wasn't really any shift in the dynamics and then between for me between the ages of 30 and 40 the whole thing changed exponentially because of the rise of the internet, because of the rise of smartphones and the rise of the apps. So, you know, and, and as I say, I, I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. And now we've got things like AI coming into the equation as well. I mean, how's that going to affect it? We've got cryptos, we've got guys who are living off the grid to some extent, like my, you know, I'm not off the grid, but you know, the guys who are now self-employed because the internet's given them the ability to do that. And that changes what I can do you know, what one can do as, as one as part of one's lifestyle, because I, you know, I don't have the, those regular sort of work hours anymore. I mean, I, I do work every day during the daytime. But you know what I mean, I can I can shift around my schedule. So what does that mean, in terms of how I can approach dating, uh, and all of this stuff. So, 
there are so many dynamics involved here and so many shifting dynamics. It's just a movable feast, guys. And so we need to document this. Well, I mean, you know, as I say, if it's if you think, oh, this is all done, it's not worth studying anymore, everything that's been, that's, that's been said, uh, that can be said, has been said, and so there's no point in doing any of this anymore, then that's fine. That's your right to think that. But then maybe, you know, you've got to a point where it's time for you to move on and, you know, consume some different content. You know, maybe it's just you, for whatever reason, in your personal journey, you've reached the kind of the end of the road with it for, for the time being. I mean, what you may well find, because I've certainly found this, is that, you know, you go away for a period of time and then you come back, you're drawn back to that uh, content because something changes in your circumstances. So maybe you get into a relationship and then that relationship finishes um, and you decide to, you know, you need to find out what's going on. So you come back to the source. But what you also have to remember is there are a lot of new guys coming into the space as well who don't know anything about this stuff. You'd be surprised the number of dudes who, who just don't have the awareness. I mean, you might think, and, and I'm guilty of this as well, you know, it's easy for people who've been involved in this kind of area for some time to just assume that everyone else is on the same page, but they're not. You know, there are guys who are my age, there are guys in their 40s who have no idea about any of this stuff. And so there's also, to some degree... Uh, a duty of care to those people as well. There's a, there is a duty, or, or at least there is um, a motivation, let's say, to provide an explanation to those guys of, of how things are. So when you're putting out content about this stuff, what you tend to be doing is, um, firstly, you're, you're putting out different sorts of content, really. You might be looking at old topics um, that have been discussed many times before, but trying to put a slightly different spin on it or putting a spin on it uh, that pertains to your particular experience. So, you know, I mean, there are stories, obviously my stories are very different to anybody else's because they haven't lived the same life as me. So I can put a slightly different spin on it. I mean, I've, you know, if you've read my books about like Fifty Shades of Game and so on, I've got this whole wealth of experience in the sort of uh, fetishy BDSM type scene. And that, brings a whole different slant onto this content. Uh, same with swingers parties and even strip clubs and things like that. Um, so I've got insights in those areas that other people just don't, don't touch because they haven't experienced it. So again, this is all part of that sort of global sharing of notes where guys come together and everybody's got their own take. You know, if you look at the content creators I mentioned earlier, everyone is different or slightly different. And that is a good thing. It, it wouldn't be any good if everybody was the same. But the fact that everybody's slightly different, everybody's got a slightly different niche in this space, makes it, in my view, a very healthy and valuable thing. And look, there are going to be some content creators that you resonate with and some that you won't. And it's the same for me. There are some people who, I, every time they release a video, I, I watch the video without fail because I really like the way that they present. I really like their thinking. I really like whatever it is. And there are other people that I just don't engage with at all because they're just not speaking for me. And that's going to be the same for you as well. But don't shoot the messenger or one of the messengers because the message that they're bringing is a valuable one. It just might not be the messenger who 
quite resonates with you, if you know what I mean. Uh, but that doesn't undermine the value of what is being of what is being done. But for me, anyway, I mean, I, I, I find the whole thing fascinating, and I, I want to go in in two directions at once. I want to go. I'm going backwards in terms of looking at older material around dating, around relationships, around the art of seduction. So I'm talking about dangerous liaisons. And then going back even further into sort of French 18th century literature to look at um, the techniques that were being used then. I mean, of course, we have Casanova as well. But um, but yeah, like like going backwards and looking at the sort of genesis of this stuff, but also staying at the cutting edge as well and going around and seeking out advice, seeking finding out the stories of people who are at the cutting edge doing this kind of thing, you know, who are somebody like Tristan Tate or somebody like my friend um, Alex over in Poland, who is uh, a, a day game guy who's in his, um, well, he's, he's a mature gentleman, let's say, and he is still getting great results um, out in Poland. And I find this stuff absolutely um, scintillating. And I, I hope that you guys do too. Because what I w- want to do as we go forward is just to continue to share this and, con- and to deepen and to broaden the research. Now, another thing I would say, though, is for myself, for my own channel, it would be unfair, I think, to say that I don't cover anything else because actually I do. And I mean, I've been spending a lot of time working on the, char- you know, researching into the charisma stuff, researching into body language, researching into elements of psychology and so on for the dark triad stuff. Um and so I've tried to bring those extra flavors to the, the palette uh, through my own work, if you like, uh, uh, filtered through my own personal experiences, which are not going to be for everybody, but which are certainly distinctive and certainly different to a lot of other people, not least because I am a, uh, I am a European guy, uh, and I am based in the UK, and I, I spend a lot of you know, I travel around Europe, uh, Berlin, and, and so on, and um, yeah, so I'm not an American and I'm not a Canadian, which means that there is a, a different slant from, from my side of things as well. Um, but I think everybody in concert <clears throat> provides a really useful overview of what's happening out there. And yeah, I, for me, I don't think it's going anywhere. I'm glad that it isn't going anywhere because even if I wasn't creating this stuff, this content, I would be keeping an eye on it, let's say even if I wasn't consuming it as heavily as I do now, because obviously I do now, but it's that's sort of for work purposes because you've got to know what's happening in your in your industry. But um, I think even if I wasn't and I was doing something completely different, I would still be following this material because it's very clear to me that we are living in a world that is only going to start to change even more radically than it has. Things are only speeding up, you know? It's not going to slow down. I said, I heard it said, and I've used it in the video course that I recorded last week, which there will be more news about very soon. Um, this is the the time, things are, how do you put it? it? It is the time when dating dynamics are the most complicated they've ever been. But it's also the time when they are the least complicated that they ever will be again. And what I mean by that is that, yes, Things have changed at this rapid rate, and it's almost unrecognizable now than to how things were 10, 15 years ago. But my God, in the next 5, 10, 15 years, things are going to change even more. And, you know, I, I find it fascinating because 
and guys will say, well, you know, it's all about you're, you're only interested in sex. Isn't there anything else, uh, you know, to it than that? And yes, of course there is. Absolutely, 100% there is. And again, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I intend to cover more sort of general lifestyle stuff on this channel as well, which I, I, I do already. But um, it, it all interlinks. This is the culture. This is, this is about society. I mean, yes, it's about sex because how men and women, uh, how people come together, sexually is um is a social issue but it's about so much more than that because the, the way in which that happens affects everything else in the culture as well and and that looking at that as a microcosm for the culture gives us a very good idea of the wider shifts that are taking place at a very grassroots level and i think that is incredibly important so anyway bit of a rant this week uh, i suppose that's me justifying my job in a way maybe you agree Maybe you don't agree. Maybe you think it's all overkill and it should all just be left in a box uh, back in 2005 and we should all talk about something else. But I just don't see it like that. I really don't. Because I think the most important thing in most people's lives are the relationships that they have and how those relationships are conducted, right? And because all of that is changing and has changed and will continue to change so dramatically, it's something we need to talk about. It's something we need to keep on top of. And that's how I see it anyway. That's what I'm doing here. Uh, and I hope that you are on board with that. I hope that you appreciate, um, not appreciate giving me a pat on the back, but I hope that you'll, you get value from the content that, that I'm delivering. And, you know, if you have suggestions, if you have things that you want me to cover uh, or to research for you or to, to, to you know, to, to put a greater focus on, then please, please, please tell me. Leave me a comment under this video. Drop me an email, troy at realtroyfrancis.com send me a tweet, whatever you want to do, but just give, give me a message and I will certainly look at, at doing that. I'm always open. I keep saying it. Uh, and I have done uh, quite a number of reader question type uh, videos and I'll continue to do them because I want to talk about what you want to hear about, right? I want to talk about the content within this context, this overall context of sort of dating and, um, uh, and, and social dynamics. I want to cover what you want to hear covered. So do let me know what that is, and I'll do my absolute best to uh, to, to get it uh, to get a video done for you or, or some other piece of content. So anyway, there you go. I will leave it for now because it's my bed is calling. It's uh it's it's getting late at night, and I need to get some sleep. Um, as I said, do grab Renegade Dating Blueprint, eleven of my best books on dating game, the sexual marketplace. Link below, thirty nine dollars. Do get on my daily email list. Again, the link is below. And do hit subscribe and the notifications bell for this YouTube channel. If you are watching this on YouTube, if you're on a different platform, uh, then please go over to YouTube, search Troy Francis and subscribe to my channel because that is where all the juice is going at the moment. It's where most of my efforts are, are going currently. So do get on board. There's some exciting stuff coming up for you in 2020. I'll leave it there. Bye-bye.